The radiation, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's all on. We, we live now. Uh, all right, cool. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Yeah, thanks for jumping on. Um, as usual, drop a hashtag in the comments if you're watching live with us or if you're watching the replay, hashtag replay. Um, so we, we have some more questions again. Um, we're hopefully going to be diving deep, getting into another juicy conversation like last week really enjoyed it so um i actually just want to get my questions out um, cool really quickly do you have yours i've out? got a few bangers yeah yeah yeah. i got them right yeah i got a few bangers dude shout out to nikita she asked a few good questions <laughs> <laughs> which nikita is that vanderberg 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 <laughs> cool i took a screenshot of Someone has taken someone has taken the, the piss. <laughs> so I was giving non I was giving nonsense questions. So I only got like one or two, but, but then I got like my family to just me some questions. Do you want to go first? Or should I should I ask first? Um I'll ask first, I don't mind. Alrighty. Cool. I'll start Shoot. off with a, a short a fun little one. <laughs> How can you lose five kgs of fat in one gym session? Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Asking for a okay. friend. I've got I've got a few ideas. Um, if Let's that, hear them. If that, if that gym session lasts about eighty hours, then you might <laughs> you might be able to put it off. If that gym session, or um, if that gym session consists of cutting off a limb or two, then, then that might work as well. <laughs> I don't know what, what what else to say to be honest. I've got the plan, dude. I've got what what he needs to do. So step one, you needs to ingest eight hundred milligrams of caffeine straight. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, step two, you got to put on like you know those sweatsuits. Oh geez, like yeah, you, you put on a okay, You have to lose a bunch of water then. Yeah. <laughs> step three, got to hit the gym for eighty hours, as Brad said. And step four. <laughs> The most important step, I cannot stress this enough, cocaine. Cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just kidding, just kidding. I don't think it's possible, and I don't condone the use of drugs. Jeez, oh, like, no, 5kgs. Yo, that, I mean, I wouldn't mind losing that in one session, dude. <laughs> like, I've, I've walked out of the gym weighing, like, a few hundred grams less, and that's with, like, insane, like, sweat amounts um but like that that i wouldn't say that that's something that you should aim to do what's up carl good to see you bro thanks for jumping on um yeah that's not a good idea <laughs> i know yeah, they're just, no, not at all. just joking though they're probably just yeah you're trolling yeah <laughs> oh you're gonna pop your question oh yeah um so the question i got one of them was what unexpected event may have occurred in the past that changed your life or your mindset? So that's quite a deep question straight off for your little, your, your fun yeah. little question. <laughs> Damn, dude. Peeling the onion, eh? <laughs> yeah, peeling the onion. Sorry, because some random notification just popped up on the computer. It said something about restarting. And I was just trying to read. I was like, I hope it doesn't restart now. So I just clicked exit. So hopefully it's not going to do any weird updates or anything while we're talking. But... <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. Okay. Um, so wait, read me the question one more time, please. Okay. Uh, what unexpected event may have occurred in the past that's changed your mindset or your perspective? 
Like all your what life. Unexpected event. Something you didn't Damn. expect to happen. There's I feel like there could be so many, but Damn, dude. <laughs> uh, well, every every event is kind of technically sort of unexpected. Unexpected in a way. Yeah, everything kind of changes your your view and your perspective on life all the time. Do you want to answer this one first? Um, I'm stumped, dude. I'm waiting for something. To I know what mine is. Gears to I've start turning. Story before. Like I know mine was definitely when I nearly died. <laughs> and I know I talk about it a lot, but it really was some hectic event for me, you know. So that changed how I see like everything in the entire sort of world. It's like a lot of a lot of things actually. Like when like a family member dies, um, you know, when like any sort of major change happens in your life that's when you kind of start to reflect on things a lot different but i don't know i'm i'm a very i like to think and sit a lot so almost every day i i, I change the way i think about stuff so <laughs> i don't know it's, it's kind of it is a difficult question to answer because it's like it takes you you would have to sit and like think about like every single thing that's happened in your life and what what's kind of affected you in some way to become who you are yeah. right now like yeah, everything, everything has everything has changed you in some way or another so hard to say bro so that's definitely probably mine i don't know if anything comes into your mind uh maybe German, well, German accounts, getting into the German. Like, <laughs> there's like two things that really came to to mind upon hearing the question the first one was breaking my arm because okay. uh that was the first time i'd ever taken a break from swimming so it was like experiencing non-athlete life that has changed my perspective on things and uh the second one was probably f stumbling upon like uh reddit nofap the whole nofap movement dude because that also changed my perspective in life so yeah. i'll say those two events yeah one of the questions i got was actually about fap um and i don't know if the person was asking about like masturbating or if they're asking about some other weird thing they're like what is fap they're also like in such a scientific way they're like what is fap what are the benefits <laughs> and, and i was like i was like i was thinking about the same thing yeah like, <laughs> oh that's funny dude man this jersey is annoying me it's twisting and turning like crazy and i keep fiddling with it there, it's the games it. dude it's cool the games. yeah no, it's, i did traps today so it must be that what's what that's what's going on <laughs> That's why. <laughs> that has to be the only explanation. Do you have another okay. question? I mean, yeah, I've got a few. Yeah, I've got a couple. Cool. I've also got a few, so you can fly That's through good. it. Unless we had a good one. Good, good one. Okay. I'll make it a good one. What hard truths do you prefer to ignore? You. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's like almost like a contra like that's kind of like a paradox because it's to actually now admit that I'm ignoring it would be sort of the opposite of ignoring it <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah, it's like what am I ignoring? Uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk about what I'm ignoring because I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can see you like to reflect, dude. <laughs> yeah, I do like. To I think everyone ignores some hard truths um but i think generally speaking the hardest truth for most people myself included is 
the truth that everything is your fault. <laughs> that's that's for me um, like the biggest sort of truth that's out there. Like that absolutely everything in your life and the way you feel, the, what you want. The reason you don't have what you want is is your fault. It's no one else's fault. I think that's a hard pull to swallow. We blame this, blame that, blame this, blame that, you know, and it's just not true. Yeah, so that's no, one of the hardest. Thing. That's one of the hardest pulls, I think, for anyone to swallow. Flip, dude. Speaking about that, I actually like a couple of years back, I had quite a big problem with that because I'll take ownership for literally anything and everything, dude, including if it involves someone else. So I'm trying to think of an example that doesn't incriminate me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, like, let's say on one specific day i decide i'm gonna skip the gym and then my other mates like oh because damien's skipping the gym i'm gonna skip the gym then later like a few months down the line you'll be complaining but like oh i see no progress i make no gains to me then i would like take ownership for his skipping the gym because i skipped the gym do you know what i mean so yeah i do think that you should take ownership for everything and anything that we do but um also not to so much of an extreme, like like I did back then. Yeah, so, yeah I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, that I think that's a fair point. I think you should take ownership for everything in your life, but yes. try not to take ownership for things in other people's lives because then you're just going to drive yourself crazy. And I know that there's like loopholes and your ego is very clever and it's going to twist and turn things and it's going to slide under like a snake, you know, to try and like, to try and avoid... It's gonna. It's, it'll rather take ownership of someone else's problems than take ownership of your problems. So, like, I don't know if, if it's true or not, and I obviously don't know. But um, you might have been taking ownership of someone else's issues. You know what I mean? As a way to be like, you know, I, I, as 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 politely as I could say this, because I know. I just say it, dude. Don't like, just say it. To avoid taking like ownership of maybe your own problems, you were your ego is trying to find like a loophole, like. Oh, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I take ownership, you know, but it's actually of, of other people's issues and problems. Mm. Like a way to make yourself feel like um, you're more mature than what like you really kind of are. And that's like, you don't really realize that you're doing that. So that's, that's why it's peeling back layers of the onion because it's like, you get to one level and then like you, you actually realize that like it goes deeper than that. And it's like, Whoa, <laughs> it just carries on and on and on and on and on the whole time. Like, that's why you have to reflect, dude. That's why you have to think about stuff a lot. Um, True. Don't, don't obsess True. over it. You're not going to figure out your whole life's issues and your whole life, your whole programming in, in one day or one month or one year. It's a lifelong thing that you're going to have to keep on doing. Especially yeah, guys, dude. Guys really don't reflect often there. They, yeah. they just keep it moving, dude. That's something I've noticed. Don't, they don't go back to their past traumas and all of that sort of stuff, dude. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's a big topic for another day. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's because that they, you know, they think that sh that they should, they think that there's I don't know they have to like be accomplishing something or be figuring something out. Um, it's like your your brain wants problems to solve. That's the only thing that you need your brain for. You know what I mean? What's up, Nick? Good to see you, bro. Um, so like you just want problems to solve so when you when you don't have any problems in your life you start making up problems that aren't really there 
Um, like the first thing that comes to my mind, and I don't mean this any certain way to like the female population, but I know like when you have a girlfriend and there's no problems in the relationship, then all of a sudden there's like these weird things that are that are going wrong and now they're upset with you. Because I think that we naturally just want problems to solve because that's human nature. We want to progress. We want to like, we want to move forward. We want to grow. So we just want problems to solve all the time. Um, so then I think people don't think that it's productive to sit and just think. They don't think that that's productive. Um, they just want to move on and tackle the next problem in their life um, move on and like achieve the next goal without actually clearing out the mess that's left over from the last things that you were trying to sort out. So yeah, it, I think male and female, but definitely men, because I think men tend to be more left-brained, you know, they, they like, like there's that emotional side, that creative side. And then there's that, what's it like practical, Logic. like let's do this, do this, do this, let's achieve this kind of side. So we tend yeah. to be more like the action taking, the steps taking, this is obviously very general. So then, we don't spend much time thinking about the emotions and the thoughts and the everything. And, you know, we just want to go next problem, next problem, next problem without recouping, without actually putting two and two together. So, yeah, I think that was a good point. No, for sure. Completely agree with you, Brad. Completely agree with you. Hey. Um, okay. Oh, I asked, I asked. Do you want to ask the next, next one? Okay. Sweet. So, a question I got is, <laughs> what's the weather like up there? Because <laughs> I'm, this guy's taking nonsense. No joke. <laughs> I call him old all the time. He knows who he is. I don't know if he's listening to this. It's, it's the same as your weather, bro. Um, the, the, so another another question is, what are the what are the key steps uh, to take to beat procrastination? Whew, that's a. Uh... That's a tough one. I don't think you can ever fully beat procrastination, but there's a few things you could do depending on what you're procrastinating with. If you're procrastinating with studying, there's something called the Pomodoro. I might have screwed up the pronunciation. Botched it. But it's a, <laughs> yeah, I might have butchered it. But it's a, it's a study technique where you set a timer for 25 minutes and you take a five-minute break and you do that for four cycles and then take a 30-minute break and repeat. Otherwise, uh, something else I can say is don't think too much because when you think about how difficult or mm -hmm. how long a task is going to take you, it kind of turns you off, then you're not going to end up doing it. So just start. What about you, yeah. Brad? What tips do you have? I think, I mean, like, I don't really have that many tips. For me, like, when I have an issue, all I want to do is research. I love information and, like, research and trying to find knowledge on something so if, if I'm procrastinating, I'll, what I'll do is I'll try and just research why I'm procrastinating instead of just like, I do research how to overcome procrastination, but I first want to know why I'm procrastinating. Like, and it's a weird thing. Like, why am I procrastinating? You know what I mean? Like the immediate answer is kind of because like, I don't really want to do it, you know, but there's a deeper reason why, uh, I think from what I've sort of been learning, it's that you can never outperform your own self image. So if you have a certain idea of who you are and what you can do and what, you know, your life is, then if you, if you know you should do something that's going to take you to that next level. And that's that one thing that we avoid. It's that one thing we avoid doing, you know, whether that's your biggest goal in your life might be health. So the one thing that you know, you should probably do 
is go to the gym, you know, or that one thing that you know you should do is eat healthier. But we we do all these weird external things that support that, but we don't actually do just that one thing that we know will give us the most progress, you know, for maybe for me and my business, um, the number one thing that will make me move forward is actually just getting on the phone with people. But that's the one thing that I avoid because it's it's probably the most difficult. And it's the one thing that will take me to the next level. And that's probably a self-image um, like problem, you know, because we know that if we actually did just do that thing, we would move forward. But we feel like we aren't ready for it. We feel like if we get it, we wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, it's like that thermostat. You know, your self-image is like a thermostat. If you set the thermostat to 35 degrees um, and you start getting colder, naturally you'll start doing things just to get back to that normal level. But if you, if your thermostat is set, set at 35 and all of a sudden now you go up to 40, you'll start doing things to sabotage yourself to come back down. So I think that procrastination thing is actually us just feeling like we aren't ready to move forward um, or we don't have the confidence to, to maybe tackle that problem you know, there's, there's, there is deeper seated things. So I think maybe the best solution is to just start off with like a small, small little step um, and get it done like first thing maybe in the morning. There's this book, forgot what it's called now, but it, it's something about eating. If you, if your job is to eat a frog, eat that frog as soon as you wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? And then like something about if your job, if your job is to eat two frogs, eat the biggest frog first and then you can eat the, you know, and if you burn a piece of par, eat the crust first, then you, then you can eat the rest of the par. It's kind of like if you're procrastinating, start off with something small and it's kind of like the most difficult and do it without thinking about it. You know what I mean? Like just don't overthink yeah. it. Am I going to be able to like exactly what you just said? Am I going to be able to like sustain the progress? It's like, we know that doing that one thing is going to make you move forward, but we avoid it because we're scared. It's the unknown. We don't know what it's going to be like, you know, so it's, it's definitely a self image sort of scenario in my opinion. That's another hidden truth there that you just, that you just unlocked right there. But uh, I do hidden truth. I do, I do agree with you, but I also think sometimes it might be the case, but sometimes I also think it's just not that deep yeah. <laughs> and maybe we're just having an off day, you know, sometimes we're just having a lazy day that happens to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> But that is a, it is a big thing as well. Self-sabotage, it is a big thing. So I don't want to shoot your idea down, but sometimes it's just, <laughs> you're just like lazy. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, is it my question, eh? Your yeah, question. Yeah, your question. My question. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah, that came to my mind as well. <laughs> I smell. If you had, what do you smell, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> if you had the opportunity to get a message across to a large group of pe group of people, what would your message be? Oof, that's a good one. It's a very good one. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> one message or like one message yes one message what's a large group of people <laughs> the whole world every single oh, person yeah. even babies like an infant dude <laughs> i don't know how i would get this message across right so that's... i'm glad that's not the question 
um, I don't know. I don't know what I would say, but I'd want people to understand their sort of their power and their 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 role sort of in this whole thing that we call life. Um, I'm not saying that I'm an expert, but I think I know a little bit more than sort of the general population on it. But like, I'm not telling people that they need to be religious um, or anything along those lines. But I think if people really understood how much control they have over what happens in their life and how much control they have over their emotions and how much control they have over their own happiness, almost all the problems in the world would probably stop and everyone would just be like happy and everyone would love and everyone would, yeah, everyone would have a, a good time. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, so I don't know how I would really explain that to a mass of people because there's so much, there would be so much different demographics in there. Um, people would already be on different levels of understanding of it. So you would have to talk to those people differently to help them progress you know it's it's, it's an odd one but I, I would want people to understand their like power um i think that we're all little we're all like little gods running around we're all part of the creator like we have the ability to create our own life and whatever we want to experience um it's just kind of learning how to do that which is what i'm trying to do <laughs> and it's you, a good message it's a very good message brad um similar to yours my message would probably be for everyone to realize how much potential they actually have yeah. to do what they want to do most things are possible we're just not willing to work hard enough so if someone if i could get everyone to realize that that you can chase a dream and can make it a reality i think that's what it would be yeah like i think i would talk about ego i would want to talk about like your ego isn't like your mind and your beliefs and your personality, like that's just the false self. It's just your mind's idea of who you are made up of, uh, you know, your past experiences, uh, you know, things that have happened to you, the people you hang around, where you're from, who your parents are, what you eat, um, what you do every day. That's your idea of who you are. That's your false self, right? And we think that we can't achieve things because our ego thinks that it's above you know, your actual real self, which is like your spirit. So your ego tries to figure things out before it actually takes steps to do it. It wants the whole plan because it thinks that it's clever. You know what I mean? Your ego wants to be in charge. So if I say, I don't know, what what's a common sort of goal, right? A lot of, a lot of people want, let's just say like a lot of money, right? People want a lot of money, okay? So they, they'd rather say that they don't want a lot of money than uh say that they do because the ego can't see a way for them to get that money based off of their past experiences and their beliefs about how you get money the ego can't see a way for them to get it so they'd rather you know not try or not have it as a goal but um you know your your spirit self actually can do anything if you get your mind out of the way you can actually manifest and create anything you want in your life if you just if you just sort of learn how to control certain aspects of the mind and you know your belief and all of that stuff it's 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 a lot more complicated than what it sounds because you know your mind can't comprehend and understand something that's actually bigger than it it's yeah. like yeah and i think we spoke about this in our last episode as well it's you know you're never gonna understand something that's bigger than you <laughs> you can't you can't understand something that's bigger than you using something that's so small 
Um, so that's what I would try to to get, to get across to people. Um, that's actually sort of what I see as my life purpose is what I want to do is what I want to teach. So, um, I'm glad whoever asked that question did because it, it gives me yeah. some kind of a reason to actually dive deeper and to get more clear on that. Because if someone, if someone does ask me that, like I want to actually have a proper answer and be able to no, you got one. Say, yeah, <laughs> say that like straight up. So thanks for the question. <laughs> no, for sure. I was going to say something now, but it slipped my mind. Um, let's carry on or to come back. It'll come back. Hopefully. Hopefully. Okay. So someone hmm. asked me, um, what are the, what should someone do differently when they're trying to build muscle or gym and they're over the age of 50 for guys? What, for should, guys. A guy, be, yeah, what should a guy do differently if he's over 50? Before I answer that, I just want to, like it came back. <laughs> I okay, like, that, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I still got the question, so I'll just ask it as soon as you're done. Cool. So um, you're saying how it's, it's difficult to achieve what we want to achieve, but I wouldn't say it's, it's so much difficult. I would say it's more tedious because, like you said before, we know what we need to do. It's just to do what we need to do. Yeah. You know, so for that reason, I'd say it's more tedious than actually difficult. So we just need to actually take action. Yeah, that is what I wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's that identity thing as well, which is also ego. You know, you, True. you won't you won't take like if you hang if you grow up and everyone, your parents, your friends, the whole community talks really down on drinking alcohol, just for an example, and someone comes to you and offers you a drink you know what i mean you'll be like no like no ways like there's absolutely no way you know but then if you're if you're raised in a way that you know if your parents have drinks sometimes your friend like your whole sort of community does that then for you it's just normal you know what i mean you're not overthinking it it's just nothing it just it is what some people do sometimes so then you know if you offer someone who doesn't drink and they're like no they'll be like what the heck you know what I mean? So <laughs> like, you just won't understand that. So I think it's, I think that's identity and it's so much that goes into what your beliefs are about things. So like that one person will grow up th believing that um, they don't drink, you know, I never drink. And so anything that falls out of that identity of who they are, it's an immediate like shut off, you know? So maybe we have subconscious beliefs about who we are. Like if you believe that, you don't have any money if you believe that you're like middle class anything that comes across your sort of radar or, or comes across your experience in life whether that's um, a way for you to make a lot of money or whether that's a way for you to get more fit or whether that's something that you know will bring you down whether like you know if you if like drugs or something or um, something that's not going to benefit you like either or like if it, it'll if it'll raise you up or if it'll take you down but it doesn't it's not in line with your your idea of who you are you'll automatically reject that because you know you you, you you've already programmed yourself to only accept things that fall within the certain range of um, progress or happiness or all the different sort of aspects that make up a whole human being no, for sure <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, I'm just processing. I'm taking you know what you're saying. 
I hope, I hope okay. people are understanding me when I talk. <laughs> I hope, no, I hope it's me. registering because yeah, I know it's sometimes it's it's hard for me to articulate what I what I think sometimes. Sometimes I confuse myself. <laughs> I think you're very well spoken, Brad. I can understand everything you're saying, man. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it, dude. <laughs> Pleasure. But um the good news is that we can change these traits about who yeah. we think we are. So exactly. Yeah. But anyway, let me okay, yeah, yeah. answer this question. On, how how do you think you can change your your perspective on who you are or your sense of identity? How do you think you do it's that? Action, dude. Small wins. It mm. changes over time. It's not like it's just a decision, it's continuous action. So let's say I want to make a lot of money. I start doing things towards making a lot of money and eventually my confidence will build and that money will be part of my identity and I'll believe that I can actually do it. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's, that's just like the repetition. You know what I mean? Then over over time it gets drilled into you that like this is something that I do and it becomes a part of you. You know, like I remember the first time I went to gym, I felt so out of place and I was so embarrassed. I just felt like I didn't belong there, you know. I felt like everyone was staring at me, like everyone knew that I didn't belong there. They were all going to look at me like, what is this guy doing here? Because I, I had an internal belief that I don't belong in the gym. For some reason, I just, that's what I thought because I'd never been to the gym before. So the first time I was yeah. there, I, was like, I don't know what any of these things are. I don't belong here. And that was my internal belief. So then my mind literally created situations where that was kind of proven to me. You know what I mean? Like if someone is looking at me, I'm like, oh shit, they know that I don't know what I'm doing, you know? But it was that wasn't true. Like none of that was true, and but just going there over time, like I started to realize that you know they're not really looking at me. They don't really care. There's people in here who um, who are in worse shape than me. So like, if if I don't belong here, they don't. You know what I mean? So like that that was kind of and then just over time because I did go to the gym more and more and more often, it did become a part of who I was. So. Um, then I felt a lot more comf comfortable, you know, I didn't go from, uh, you know, nervous to confident. I just went to like slightly less uncomfortable to then start becoming comfortable and then more and more confident. Now I'm completely confident in the gym. Like I walk around, like I own the place, you know, I'm like throwing exactly. dumbbells around and I'm like, how many sets you have left, you know, like, <laughs> like move up, bro. <laughs> this is my spot. You don't know me. Like, I've been coming here for months now. So that, that just happens. It becomes a part of who you are. I think repetition, repetition, repetition. I think another way, another way would be an emotional impact. Like if something drastic happens in your life and it's extremely emotional, you can change who you are and your identity like in a second. If it's an extreme like extreme like emotional burn, if that makes sense. Like it can be happy, it can be sad, but it, like it can happen instantly. It's just very rare. But otherwise, I hear it's you. Repetition. It's like a bit of a morbid example, but it's like somebody crashing a car because they were drinking and driving. That might change your whole perspective on alcohol. And then yeah, now suddenly, you, now you don't drink that alcohol, guy never yeah. drinks. Yeah. Now for yeah. sure, I hear you. Yeah. It, would have, it happened with me with kind of um, like, I'm trying to be a vegan, right? I'm probably like, at the moment, like 95% success rate. Like I make a mistake here and there, like with cheese or some milk or something. Like the other day, I was just like, I really craved like a meaty pizza. So, I mean, like I went off the off track, but um, I don't beat myself up about small mistakes like that. But um, I'd eaten meat. I have eaten meat. 
and drank milk, had cheese, like my entire life. But then I watched like a documentary, Seaspiracy. I watched Game Changers. I watched Cowspiracy. I watched What the Health. Um, and those created like emotional impacts, like multiple within each documentary. And the whole day, I just like, I was like, wow, you know what I mean? So that, that created like an emotional impact that, that created a change, like a sudden change. So I think it can happen either way, like repetition or through the emotional impact. <laughs> a bit of a less deep question, but have you tried tofu, dude? I've been looking to find it and I can't find it anywhere. So I might try and make it just for the sake of trying it. I don't think I've tried it. I might have, but I don't think so. I think it probably just tastes like normal. I think it's noodles, right? No, dude. Tofu is like that. Am I way off? Thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I think it's made from, from green beans or something, if I'm not mistaken. But it's like a, it's like a, a protein source. It's a source of protein. Okay. Tofu. Yeah, I don't know like too much about it, but I've been wanting to try it. I always hear about this tofu. It's not noodles. I don't know. No, I haven't tried it, dude. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. I'll update next episode if I make it or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. It. No. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, back to back to that question of the overage. Overage. Excuse me. No such thing. Over fifty. Yeah, you're gonna get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, I know. People are gonna be upset with me. Yeah. Um, what should you do differently if you're trying to build muscle and you're over fifty? Um, I wouldn't say do anything different. Just because you're 50 doesn't mean that you suddenly lose all of your testosterone. Like it might be decreasing, but you still have test and you can still build muscle like the same way anybody else does. So apply resistance training, progressive overload, eat a high protein diet and to ensure that you're getting all your calories and macros in. But I would be wary of recovery and form just because you are slightly older. So your bones and joints and stuff is going to take a lot more of a knock. So make sure that you're recovering and make sure that you have proper form get a trained professional to teach you how to yeah. squat bench deadlift and etc what about you what would you say i was i was gonna say the exact same thing but i think i was gonna be a bit more rude <laughs> i was just gonna say like there's absolutely no difference and it's just an excuse to say that you you know if you <sighs> you if it just depends on your goals you know like if you genuinely have a goal to be healthy and to build muscle and be more fit then you can do that it doesn't matter what age you are um yes you know it, it does appear you know looking at all the hundreds of thousands of tests out there that older people like your testosterone naturally de declines over the age over a certain age you know what i mean but you can't say you know, as soon as you turn 50, now you've got less testosterone. It's like, so I'm I'm 49 and 364 days old. And then tomorrow I turn 50. So now it's like a massive drop off. It's like, no, it can be at different ages for different people. Um, and if you want to radically increase your testosterone, then you got to do like heavy weight training, you know, like some like there's probably people who are 55, 60, 65 who might have more testosterone than me and you because just of their lifestyle choices, you know. Um, there's a little bit of genetics in there, of course, but like your lifestyle and your choices that you, that you build into, like your daily habits, can make such a huge difference in any aspect of your life, you know. So instead of like researching like things like, can you build muscle over 50? 
um like how to how to work around low testosterone over the age like just just do the normal stuff just build daily habits you know if if you you're spending so much time trying to figure out how to work around this like low testosterone thing that you're not actually in the gym building your building testosterone the doing the actual work you know so we have we like that we're avoiding the one thing we know will help going to the gym you know and we we validating that by taking action which would in this case i think maybe be researching you know ways to to increase your testosterone over 50 um instead of just doing what you know you should be doing if you want to build muscle you go to the gym and you eat healthy it's it's not rocket science but it's just we just don't do it because you know we're hidden truth hidden truth <laughs> yeah it's not rocket science it's it's not difficult but um, no i was gonna age. say sorry sorry what what were you gonna say i just care i just i just added no matter what age <laughs> that's all i did okay. yeah um yeah i was gonna say dude like there's this one guy that the fitness industry was talking about on youtube his name is Isaiah miranda or something like that and he yeah. crashed his testosterone his natural test and he was sitting on like 21 nanograms per the deciliter or something like that dude which is lower than females i think the average male has around 700 if i'm not mistaken but anyway he crashed his test levels to that point and he still built muscle so you can still build muscle if you have low test it might not be as effective as somebody with normal levels of test but you can still build muscle so i just wanted to add that in and then i also wanted to say that uh being an older person you should actually be focusing more on the gym to strengthen your bone density and things like that so that you can avoid arthritis or just breaking your bones making them brittle so yeah that's all i have to say about that yeah that's interesting dude because like there's chicks who are bigger than me like there's girls and they've got way less testosterone than i do but they like they got legs like this you know what i mean like like they beasts dude and like they don't make the excuse of i don't have testosterone um yeah. you know like they they put in the work they they lift the weights they eat healthy and your body adapts like if even if you're 50 if you start straining and putting like stress on your body it's gonna adapt you know like that's what your body's built for it's built to adapt to whatever sort of situation and circumstance you kind of put it in obviously that if you do it too fast and too hard you can create too much damage but um that's why we that's why you said get a professional and everything but like don't overthink it it's 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 simple you know like if chicks can build muscle with such a little bit of um testosterone Test. yeah you, you still have way more than them over the age of 50 as a male you know so yeah fair point dude true point dude i got point. so humbled the other day hey? wow. like an old guy you know, hey was it a chick yeah it was a chick dude but there's this girl that she comes in and she does hip thrusts and she literally reps 100 for like 12 to 15 and it looks easy dude and I've trained my glutes before, but I normally do unilateral work. So I don't normally do like a okay. barbell hip thrust. And then today I was like, well, the other day I was like, let me try this. And I loaded up 80, dude. And I got like eight reps and I was dying. I, could, I couldn't do more. And it was, I was so humble, dude. Like how yeah. strong are girls' glutes? That's amazing. Well, this girl in particular, <laughs> not girls in general. Like yeah. good, good for her, dude. Like it's, 
it's yeah. good i'm but impressed that, that, that's also because it was a new exercise for you you know what i mean like you don't have that neuro pathway yet you had to you had to consciously think about the movement and you you had to build those sort of like those stabilizer muscles that because you've never done the exercise before but no it's it's facts dude like that's also true though <laughs> making me feel fact. a bit better <laughs> i mean there's no denying the role testosterone plays in muscle growth and fitness but don't over exaggerate don't don't place too much stress on it you know it's that's like i don't know don't don't give it more credit than it needs to you know the credit always goes to how much effort you're willing to put in like you see these little kids shredded like these tiny little kids that are like massive dude and like they haven't even fully gone through puberty and you're like what the hell you know it's like irritating and like it's why is that because of their habits like they're naturally just super active naturally lifting weights and just doing everyday things so their body adapts it's a, it's so simple principles that you kind of apply towards anything like you will adapt you'll learn you'll grow you'll make progress true don't ever think it <laughs> your question but, uh, be before i get cancelled i just want to point out i'm not saying that girls can't be strong girls can be insanely strong yeah yeah i just thought my glutes would have been stronger because it's not like i don't train them before yeah. <laughs> get in my back okay <laughs> no, that's out of the way yeah, i think they know what you mean dude if anyone if anyone's getting upset listening to our, to our youtube channel <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say oh, don't, don't stress yeah. no, one, no one's getting offended we nice people we're being nice we're trying to help people yeah <laughs> true true okay um it's a big dog damien <laughs> i'm sorry dude i wish i could make them keep quiet <laughs> okay um how was your first time working out terrible <laughs> i don't know i don't know what to say horrible disgusting i don't know i don't really remember it uh looking out where how F first time training i don't know do first time gymming that's, that's all the question says it's that's a cop that's a weird that's not specific enough because like working out can be anything you know <laughs> like if you're playing in the playground as a kid that's kind of a workout but i know they probably mean in the gym like, yeah okay when, how was your first sorry sorry i'm speaking yeah. over here they probably mean trying to build muscle in the gym yeah so then let's phrase it as how was your first time working out in a gym with weights <laughs> i'm trying to think of when it was like i think i was probably probably like 13 the very first time i, I didn't know what i was doing I don't know what these things I was holding was called. I don't know why I was doing what I was doing. I was just listening to the PT my mom got me. And so like, that was the first time I was in the gym. Uh, and like, I don't know, I, I was, I enjoyed it kind of, you know, but it, it sucked. It wasn't easy. It felt like really, really difficult. Like I remember like really struggling and I know why now, cause all the food I was eating, I never exercised before. Uh, you you hold so many bad like health habits so i know why it was so difficult to do such a simple like thing but it was difficult it sucked i didn't want to do it um i hated being there it, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant at all um that's just the cold facts uh, i'm trying i don't i don't mean to be a party pooper 
but it was nothing at all like you know how I, how I look and feel in the gym now. You know now I love and I know what I'm doing like completely. I know what almost every machine in, is called. I know like how to do. I'll turn I'll, like alternating different things. Um, I know different like strategies for different like muscles. I know that like the names of of everything basically. Um, so like there's just there's just like different levels bring different devils. So there's things now that I have to deal with that I didn't have to deal with then. But I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Like I said, I remember I didn't feel like I was in the like like I was uh, where I belonged. I felt very out of place. So it, it wasn't pleasant. So if anybody's wondering because maybe you do not enjoy the gym at all, like you're not alone. Uh, I don't think anybody for the first time really knows and like really enjoys it that much. Um, I was kind of reluctant to go. I knew I wanted to lose weight. I knew I wanted to look a certain way but I really didn't want to go to the gym, like really didn't. So I was very, I was like, I'm trying to think of the word for it, but I was, I was angry that I had to be there to get what I want. You know, <laughs> I wish, I wish there was a way to look how I wanted without doing this and without being there. Like I resented it. That's the word. I resented the workouts. I wasn't happy when I had to go and do exercise at all. Yeah. I don't know about you. No, did I share the same the same experience i hated it <laughs> it was terrible i was so weak man i needed a spot to bench the bar <laughs> and uh yeah dude like i know getting into the gym that was quite difficult for me because i used to like look up and there'd be like people laughing because i'm getting a spot for the bar like the bench bar but yeah, yeah you just got to keep persevering and eventually you'll be laughing at the weights that those guys are lifting dude so yeah yeah i think everyone really hates it in the beginning <laughs> yeah yeah because i think you know when you do when you do that one thing that you know you have to do to move forward it reveals your weaknesses to you and your ego doesn't like that you know it makes you feel quite insecure it, it doesn't feel good because like i knew to lose weight i needed to exercise and go to the gym and do all of this stuff and i knew that if i had to actually do it I would realize like there'd be no there'd be no lying to myself there'd be the the cold hard physical proof of how unfit i am so that's why i didn't like it because it, it showed me exactly no false anything no lies no um coming up with excuses none of that there was just evidence you know what i mean there was just cold hard evidence that my lifestyle was like not good and that i was unhealthy and I couldn't do these simple exercises. So that that was a hard pull to swallow. It was a hard pull to swallow because it, it forces you to realize that it's your fault. You know, it's your fault that you look the way you look and you are the way that you are. Um, obviously, if my parents were, you know, athletes, I would have been raised in a different way. Um, but you can't blame them. You can't because they just teach you mm -hmm. what they know. They did their best. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, they were, it was just it was just it wasn't good. But when you start to see results, then you start to feel better about yourself and you start to feel more confident, right? That's when you start to love the gym because you start to realize like, hey, I'm actually getting good at this and I'm actually starting to learn what this does. And hey, I know this thing's called a barbell. I know this thing's called a dumbbell, you know? And I, I know that this is called the squat rack, you know? And I know that if I do this exercise, it's called a lunge. And if I do this, it's that. And you start to build like the lingo and you start to like, 
understand you get your little routine you're like okay when i get to the gym i go to the i go to the changing room i take my long pants off my shorts on i fill up my water bottle and you start to get like a little routine and it starts to feel like it's a part of you over like repetition and like you, you start to enjoy it um maybe like the first time you you have a conversation with someone else about being in the gym uh that's when you really make that like that kind of connection with someone and you're like, hey, I'm also having a really tough time in the gym, you know, like, it's so cool, though, because I can actually see this little line here on my arm, like, and I never saw that before, or, um, look, man, I've got like, a vein. <laughs> yo, check it out, check out this, man, like, it's, it's sick, um, so the first time that starts to happen, you really start to appreciate and start to, that's when I started to really admire people who had, like, muscle and people who were fit, because I used to just think that they, like, I, I used to think all the uh stereotypical things about people who used to go to the gym about you know oh they just have big egos they want to look big you know they like i had all i had all those beliefs about those people but then i started to actually realize how much effort and how long they had to do that for to look the way that they look so and then it put me into perspective of where i was and it wasn't a nice feeling um so it was difficult for me to to accept that but when you do that's when you move forward and that's when you can take steps so that was yeah that was that's kind of my first experience in the gym i think it's gonna be the same for most people yeah but you know what they say all good things worth doing are difficult so yeah yeah oh that's yeah. the last question i had i don't know if you have any more. yeah i actually um i mean i've got one or two more but i just ab absolutely have no idea kind of how to how to answer them um <laughs> they're very technical questions like someone's asking me questions okay let me just read it to you sorry yeah i'm curious um, though <laughs> okay this one i can sort of answer right someone's asked people are asking me questions like kind of about like business and like about money and stuff like someone's asking me questions about currencies and money um the difference between currency and money like then they said governments are printing huge amounts of currency and this will devalue the currency. What do you do to like hedge your bets to avoid losing buying power? Right. Um, so that is a, that's a complicated question. You know what I mean? Um, and it's not something that I can really explain because I'm not like a money expert, but I, from what I know, um, you know, why inflation happens is because the government prints money, right? Like your like, let's say the pound and the rand, or the dollar it isn't tied to anything specific it used to be tied to gold right so yeah gold uh, standard yeah the gold they then got taken off the gold standard in 1971 or 72 or something um and roosevelt <laughs> yeah i read that in rich dad poor dad so <laughs> yeah so like it used to mean that this many dollars equals this much in gold and there was a limited amount of gold so that that amount of uh, money always had a set value, but now it got taken off and now it just, it means nothing. Now it's just a promise. You know what I mean? And now it's just like, it's, it's arbitrary. It's fake. It's like, it doesn't mean anything. So whenever the government wants to like increase sort of the amount that people are spending, all they do is they just print money. Like it doesn't have to mean anything. It's just, it's fake. You know, they just print money and they, they print, they push it out to people. So now people have more money to spend right so there's more demand like people want to buy stuff but there's still the same amount of stuff to buy so that's why prices go up 
And that's why the, the, the value of like the actual currency becomes so much like less. And that's why there's inflation. So it's kind of complicated. And the only way that I can think to kind of get rid of that is to get assets that uh, hold their value. So you can either buy things like gold or silver. You can buy things like property. Uh, you can buy things like cryptocurrency. Um, Commodities, so you just, yeah. You just got to sort of educate yourself on that. But if you haven't got the mula to buy any of that, then you don't have anything to worry about anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I was going to say another way to partly try combat inflation would be to make money fast enough that infl- inflation doesn't affect you in that sense. Because, you know, if you put money, a little bit of money into a fixed account, over years, you're not going to make a significant amount because of inflation. Whereas if you had to have like millions to put into that fixed account, you'd make money faster than inflation. Or if you had to invest your money into a certain stock, like uh, like speculating, you'll make money faster than inflation or if you had to put it in like an index fund or something with a higher return rate. So make money faster than inflation is another way to combat that. Combat yeah. that. True, true. Saving money isn't really necessarily a very intelligent strategy in my opinion. Uh, we're not money experts, but this is just from things like reading, reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, so he's definitely a money expert. So... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows what he's talking about, and he definitely he suggests reading up and increasing your financial intelligence. You know, so the best advice would be to actually just learn about what we're talking about, because yeah, you, you shouldn't listen to anybody who doesn't have what you want. So if if you unless unless you want Bradley Schreiber's finances, don't listen to Bradley Schreiber's financial advice. <laughs> That's my opinion. So no, uh, fair enough. True. Yeah, <laughs> my opinion. So the, the, another question is uh, how to sell. How do you sell yourself and like how do you sell things? Um, I don't know. How do I sell myself? Yeah, like <laughs> how to sell. How to sell. The, We're not business experts. People asking us questions <laughs> like business. That's like a difficult question, dude, because it depends on like your business structure and things like that and yeah. how to sell like. You can't just go to somebody in the street and try to sell them something. Well, you could, but success rate is probably going to be low unless you have an insanely yeah. good product or service. Yeah. So, what I think is you're never going to sell someone something that they don't like if they don't have a need and if that thing doesn't fill the need or want. So you, you cannot sell ass to an Eskimo if you cannot convince that Eskimo that he needs ass. You, know, you can say, "Hey, bro, global warming." You know what I mean. You don't know how much. Gonna, you don't know how long this is gonna be here for. You need some ass, bro. But like, yeah, unless unless that person's convinced that this thing that you have is gonna fill one of their needs in some way or another, you're not gonna be able to sell that thing to them. You know. I, I, so like, you if you're gonna be selling something from whether that's like water or whether you're selling gym memberships, whether you're selling. Uh, I don't know, sweaty socks or laptops. I think that you need to address what you're selling in a way that you're helping that person with one of their needs. Not, oh, look at this like water. This water has this many minerals in it and this water comes from the Scottish Highlands and this and this and this, the water, this, this is so great and blah, 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 blah. No one's going to buy that, right? But if you came at it and you were like, Look, I can see 
that uh, you know, you're really struggling with your energy? Did you know that 70% of people are actually dehydrated and they don't even know it? If you just drank uh, an extra 500 moles of water a day, your energy could go up by 20 something percent. And you know, you want to make sure that you're not just drinking any water like tap water because it has chemicals. You want to make sure that you're drinking the best water out there. And you know, just by the way, I happen to have some if you want to buy it. <laughs> it's, it's like I'm not a selling expert, but I know that that the person needs needs to understand how it benefits them. You know, there has to be an exchange of value there. Not and you're not gonna sell someone something by throwing technical terms at them and throwing facts at them. It always has to be a story or like an emotional kind of impact, you know, that's going to create the selling. That that's a good point there. The book I just finished now, it's called the, the $100 startup. They speak about selling in it. And he says that there's two types of benefits that your product slash service will give. So the first one is a physical benefit benefit. So, um, like, let's say I'm selling a gym, a gym membership. The first benefit is obviously that you can have access to the gym. That's a physical benefit. Then the second one is an emotional benefit. And the emotional benefit yeah. would be to get your self-confidence back, you know, something yeah. like that to build that connection as you're speaking now. So that's a good sales tip there to find the emotional benefit of whatever you're selling and sell them on that. Not so much the physical property, although yeah. that also does come into play, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But once again, uh, unless you want Bradley and Damien's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unless you want business the same as ours, don't take our advice. The best advice is to read books by people who have what you want and listen to their advice. Uh, I would read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I would read uh, a lot of Grant Cardone's books are really good at uh, books on selling and, you know, like how to, how to talk to prospects and how to talk to customers and everything. So I would read a lot of his books. Um, but like that's 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 me for the questions, dude. Yeah, that's me as well. <laughs> amazing. So cool. thank you, thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, if you if you're still with us, amazing. Thank you guys so much for for watching. Drop a comment. Let us know what you like best. Um, if you have any questions, send them through to us on Instagram. I'm at Bradley underscore Schreiber. Um, Damien is at Damien F seven seven seven. Did I get it right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Great. Amazing. Be yeah, before but, you before you click off the live, I just wanna I wanna sell anyone that's listening on our podcast, dude. So, uh, what would our emotional benefit be? At somewhere where you can connect with someone and receive a different side of opinion, because it's always good to have two sides of the coin. Yeah. So, like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like and subscribe, please, guys. That would be great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We know. We just. We just. Yeah. To. To try and try and bring a different sort of perspective but we also want to want to let people know that you know the things that they're feeling and the questions that they have are normal um we are sort of we're trying to make this like a guys kind of conversation you know like um like locker room chat so hence why we called it dude um but you know if there's any like even if there's females who have kind of questions about certain things um that they want to know about you know, we can obviously always try and get guests um, or you could come on as a guest as well. We could all talk about something pretty interesting. Um, that would be great. So that's kind of what we're trying to do with this podcast. Just just help people realize that they're not alone with their questions about certain things.
Yeah. Yes. Thank or you even guys experiences. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone, everyone goes through pretty much the same things. Everyone has the same questions mostly. Uh, yeah. Yep. So thank you guys so much. And until next week, peace out. Cheers. <laughs>